classe gibberish. Hi there, and welcome to another episode of Classy Gibberish, the radio show in which we listen to the absolute bangers of the history of classical music, the bangers we all know and love. And today we are back with our female composers, and we have Rebecca Clark. <coughs> Pardon me. Composed in 19. 19- 19? Sometime. Anyway, uh, so yes, let's go ahead with it and start playing uh, Rebecca Clark's Viola Sonata. It should be interesting, the viola. Oh, this is a sonata for piano and viola. Viola or violoncello. Interesting. Interesting that people, whenever they they talk about the, the the instrument, they say cello, but the full name is violoncello. Interesting, because that's that's the way it's said in Portuguese, which is um, my mother tongue. Right. We are here for yet an other episode with a composer who from what I've seen lived most of her life in the US but was born in the United Kingdom she lived until she was 93? Uh, sometime. Um, she died when she was... Doesn't say. Anyway. Um, yeah, we've got, we've got some more... <coughs> almost, almost... Current um, composers rather than some old-fashioned ones and... I think you can clearly see that there is a, a, a departure from from the olden days, from the old classical music, and this is a more a different take on it. You know, I I don't have the technical expertise to really pinpoint. Um, what exactly is different, what has been changed. But what I can say, what I do notice is that there's different sounds, that there's different harmonies, that the melody goes to different places and it's more exciting. You know, we all like, well, not all of us, you know, though those of us who like classical music appreciate that the, the well, I do at least, the older classical music, the the more classical classical music. But still, it's, it's, <clears throat> it's enthralling to see different things being done, different sounds being produced, different 
attempts at, at, at doing different things with 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 instruments and oh this is very nice This is what I'm talking about, the very sudden increasing movement, it goes almost jazzy and then and then suddenly very loud, very intense. It's something that isn't seen in this manner in more classical music, more classical classical music I I should say. And it's just very interesting to think this was composed, you know, barely um, a hundred years ago, and and that seems so long ago for someone like me. I'm only twenty-two. I was born in two thousand. Um, but still, I can clearly notice that there's. Ooh, there's a departure. we all yet another Saturday and oh so good I've had a, a good week went to labs just on Thursday and Friday um, saw the person I'm in a relationship with we celebrated, well didn't celebrate we highlighted to each other our one month anniversary which was um, a happy occasion a joyful occasion and yeah I, I am also now very beautiful. I am also now the environment and sustainability representative of the student representative council, which is um, the most powerful student representation organism in the university. Um, and <coughs> pardon me. And it's been yeah. Um, I've got a new phone, which is pretty good as well, because my old phone was freaking out. It's been freaking out for about a month. 
Every once in a while it decides and just the screen stops working. And then it does this thing where the screen starts working, then stops working, then starts working, then stops working. It's like, it works for half a second, doesn't work for three seconds. And it does this for like, sometimes it's only, it's only like 30 seconds, but other times it won't stop for like 10 minutes. It's so annoying. And I was getting tired of it, so I just got a new one. Um, yeah. That, that's been pretty much it for me this week. Um, it's been an interesting week in terms of politics and everything else. Um, we've seen... Oh yeah, no, yesterday. Actually, I forgot to mention that. There was a talent show at Tusa. Um, which I was asked yesterday to host because one of the hosts um, couldn't do it after all and so I was asked to do it um, and I did with the Vice President of Fundraising, Hassan um, whom is he's a very good friend of mine we get along very well um, and it was a lot of fun a lot of silliness I ended up in a dress um, singing Nessun Dorma um, I've got, you know I, I lack the um, how shall I put it I like the quality of voice to deliver a good Nessun Dorma but I, I have enough power in my voice to be really really loud and so yeah I think people liked it it was taken as a silly attempt and just something to um, you know fill the time nothing really serious um, um, yeah what else was I saying? Oh, pardon me. So yeah, it was a lot of fun. Um, I've never really had an opportunity to sing, you know, full power. Um, so it's good. It was, it was a cool opportunity. Um, and <laughs> at the end, in the, the final... Vincero, um, my voice couldn't couldn't handle it anymore, and it, it cracked, and I just kept going with the cracks, and it was probably really sad to see, but everyone was clapping and cheering. Um, it was a wonderful moment. Um, yeah, fun times. Um, yeah. That's been my week. I hope yours have been good as well. Um, another thing that has happened since last week was that we finally know um, the results of, of the American elections. Oh, pardon me. And it's, it's very, very interesting what's happening there. Um, so in case you don't know, um, the Republican Party was 
predicted to. Pardon me. Pardon me. The Republican Party was predicted. To Pardon me. To take the the elections both through the House of Representatives and the Senate very easily, um, but the Democratic Party ended up doing really well and last week everything was so we didn't know the results from Alaska, Nevada and Arizona um, and so because of that and also Georgia and the yeah and and both parties had 48 representatives in the, the Senate um, and so If, by the way, the Georgia elections um, had been none of the none of the the candidates got more than forty percent of the vote, fifty percent of the vote, so they have to go to a second round of voting. Um, and as for the other the other states, they hadn't finished their counting yet, and so they didn't know. And theoretically, if the Republican Party won two of those three uh, states, they would have 50 representatives in the Senate, while the Republican Party, uh, the Democratic Party, if they won the remaining state, they'd have 49. And so it will, it would all be down to Georgia. If Georgia went Democratic, the Democrats would have 50. 50 representatives in the Senate as well as the Republicans and when there's an equal number for both parties the vice president comes in because the vice president is Democrat then the Democrats have control of the Senate since that isn't the case then if if no no never mind if the Republican party won they'd have 51 uh, of the seats in the Senate and they would control the Senate effectively and that isn't what happened the Republican Party ended up taking Alaska and the Democrats took Nevada and Arizona and now Georgia is sort of irrelevant so the Democrats have 50 of the of the seats the Republicans have uh, 49 of the seats and so now it's just a matter of knowing whether the Democrats have some sort of leeway if they have 51 or if we're going to have parity between the two parties and it's all down to <sighs> and it's all down to the the vice president and you know if if one of the senators isn't there there, there isn't going to be the, the voting power um, that they have if the Senate is full. So very interesting developments and in the context of all that I've been watching, listening to rather, some very interesting podcasts and pardon me, pardon me and since there is only about six minutes left in this Wonderful piece, really. It's really beautiful. Um, I'm actually going to add it to my playlist. 
And so this is called Rebecca Clark. And it is her piece. Uh, viola and piano. Fire to be piano. Hmm. The complete works. Clark. The complete works for violin piano. Sonata for violin piano. Yeah. Cool. So that is going to be added to my playlist for my future enjoyment. Oh, one thing I did this week as well is I I have got a record player um, which I recently acquired and haven't used much and I discovered that Jam, which is this this radio station which I happen to manage Jam has a collection, a collection of records which haven't been used in quite some time um, and so I was going through them and decided to take a couple of them home to listen to one of them was the, the, the people that did it were very cheeky but the outside of the record didn't match the record inside but then the people that did it also taped a disco a record cover I think whatever it's called a record sticker from the wrapper it was in from the thing it was in they had a sticker from that and St uh, uh, taped it to both sides of the record so that it looks like it's the right record but then it was a completely different one and I only found out about this when I got home and started listening and I was right I was like this doesn't quite work what's happening and yeah but the other one I had was one with classical music and it had pomp and circumstance it had it's called Zadok's Priest. I think that's the one. It had Rule Britannia, God Save the Queen, Zadok the Priest, yeah. And it had some other ones which I don't quite remember. But it's really fun to listen to them in the form of records and yeah. I don't know, it's it's this thing of if we want to go back. Why do we want to go back? Is it something of our time? Have people wanted to always go back in time and and revive the fashion sense, revive the the instruments, revive all that? Is is that a thing? You know, people today want to be hipsters, they want to listen to record players, they want to Dress like it's the 80s. How come? What's this urge to go back? Isn't time supposed to 
go forwards? Isn't society supposed to go forwards? To aim for for better? Why do we insist do we insist on going back? What's this tendency of ours to do so? Is it a, a fascination of young generations with the past? That the times that came just before us? The generation that came just before us? Is that what it is? Is it a sort of unconscious psychological bias that we want to be like our parents, that we want to be like the parents of our peers? Is this what it is? Is it something that only us, only this generation is doing? Is it something that happens every so often? Is it something I'm only noticing because I'm part of this generation? You know, in 10 years, if this happens to, to the current 20 year olds, the young people, am I going to notice? Is this why I think this is just a thing of my generation? Is it a tendency of all human societies, of all human generations to go back? To try and conquer the past, to try and own the past. This is understandable for the generation above us, of our parents, because their youth their youth was in those times. They... I believe this is the end. They lived then. They they had happy memories. They had happiness. You know, the, the, the most joyful times of their lives, the most exciting times of their lives were in the 80s. So it makes sense that they'd want to go back every once in a while. But why us? We've never been there. We've never experienced it. Why do we want to go back to the fashion sense, to the music, to the to the things that were done, to the day-to-day -day common habits? Why do we want to go back? It's confusing. It's somewhat worrying. Is this natural? Is this what should be done? Is it a symptom of something being wrong within us? I don't know. I ask these questions because I'm confused. It doesn't make sense. But I also feel it as a sort of unconscious attraction towards the olden days when I wasn't alive, when things seemed so glamorous and so different, so so much more authentic, so much happier, so much, yeah, I, I do feel it as well. Is it wrong? 
Is it, is it concerning? I don't know. Well, I'm saying this in a very dramatic way, but probably it's just fine. Um, and I'm just um, overthinking things. I do think a lot about various issues, um, and it mostly leads up to nothing. So yeah. Right, so what we listened to was Rebecca Clark's Sonata for Viola and Piano. Very beautiful indeed. Thoroughly enjoyed it. And that is everything from me today. Um, don't know what exactly was today's episode. Don't know, don't think there was... I'll just have to put something down for the description of, of the episodes when I post them. I don't think there is one for... This one, I think I can mention mention the all the um, what do you call them? All the um, bloody hell! What am I trying to say? You can mention all. Uh, yeah, I can talk about this tendency of of uh, of ours to go back. But yeah, that'll probably be it. Anyway, I am just babbling on. I will finish the episodes. I will be back again next week at half 8pm on Saturday um, listening to more classic music. Until then, I hope you have a great week and I will try having a great week as well. Bye-bye. Classy gibberish.